Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind Podcast, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. I'm Alicia Thayer. I'm the incredible Tony Camarena. <laughs> and today we're talking about The Incredible Hulk Part 1. This episode will be covering the beginning of the movie to the part where Bruce Banner returns to the United States. And the Wikipedia summary is as follows. At Culver University in Virginia, General Thunderbolt Ross meets with Dr. Bruce Banner, the colleague and boyfriend of his daughter Betty, regarding an experiment that Ross claims is meant to make humans immune to gamma radiation. The experiment, part of a World War II super soldier program that Ross hopes to recreate, fails, and the exposure to the gamma radiation causes Banner to transform into the Hulk for brief periods of time, whenever his heart rate rises above 200. The Hulk destroys the lab and injures or kills the people inside. Banner becomes a fugitive from the U.S. military, and Ross in particular, who wants to weaponize the Hulk process. Five years later, Banner works at a bottling factory in Roquina, Rio de Janeiro, in Brazil, while searching for the cure to his condition. On the internet, he collaborates with a colleague he knows only as Mr. Blue, and to whom he is Mr. Green. He is also learning yoga techniques to help keep control and has not transformed in five months. After Banner cuts his finger, a drop of his blood falls into a bottle and is eventually ingested by an elderly consumer in the United States, giving him gamma sickness. Using the bottle to track down Banner, Ross sends a SWAT team led by Russian-born British Royal Marine Emil Blonsky to capture him. Banner transforms into the Hulk and defeats Blonsky's team. After Ross explains how Banner became the Hulk, Emil Blonsky agrees to be injected with a small amount of similar serum and gives him enhanced speed, strength, agility, and healing, but also begins to deform his skeleton and impair his judgment. So just uh, to remind everyone what happened with The Incredible Hulk, uh, this movie was released June 13th, 2008, Friday the 13th. Uh, this movie came out nine years ago, one month after the first Iron Man movie came out. And just some reminders about other notable events that also happened in 2008. The exact same thing that we said for Iron Man 1. So if you want to go ahead and uh, re-listen to our podcast, that works also. Or just a generic internet search. So uh, the first thing I want to say about like the development of this movie is originally it was developed as a sequel to the 2003 uh Ang Lee's Hulk, but mm -hmm. after uh, Marvel became its own studio, they decided not to do any of like that continuity except for the fact that it starts in Brazil. But yeah, because it unlike, seems very much like a sequel. Yeah, it definitely it's a, um not an origin story. They do that origin story in the flashback in the beginning, which I really like. Oh, but, which here. is different. Yeah, I did like that. We're close. They. they Chop down the origin. The origin uh, flashback scenes that they start off with, it's a, uh, unlike in the comics where they do, uh, it's a gamma bomb and then Bruce Banner runs out to protect a kid who's in the testing area. The, he's testing himself, which is a callback to the 1978 series where they use pretty much the same rig to test himself on gamma radiation. That's oh, cool. That's good to know. So I never actually watched the Ang Lee version. What happens there? <laughs> <laughs> Radiation-filled dogs. Yeah, that came out in 2003, 
and I think I saw it in 2003, and I never saw it again. So, <laughs> so I think um, I watched it. Yeah, it's um a lot about his dad trying. His father experimented on the son, or maybe he experimented on himself and genetically got passed down to his son. I thought there was an explosion, and then he got genetically changed, and then his dad tried to replicate, which is how we got that one. Yeah, well, see, I haven't seen this in, what, what 14 years. Radiation <laughs> dogs! Okay, so, yeah, so, it was ex- so it was a, a an experimentation kind of, and that's why I was asking, because I was wondering... Very if much if, so. Okay, I was wondering if it was still very much like the, basically the prequel to, you know, this, this new version, or I guess the first in, of a sequel that ended up being changed. So I was kind of mm-hmm. wondering if they, they kind of like developed it that way in mind that it was still, still that self-experimentation of something. But okay. Yeah, I think it's uh, a lot about, with Incredible Hulk, it's a lot about like the hubris of a scientist, where it's kind of a mixture between um, Frankenstein and uh, Dr. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Can we talk about the parallels to that, by the way? Because I feel like Bruce Banner is Dr. Jekyll and then the Hulk is Mr. Hyde. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, it's... Well, what do you want to say about that? Oh, I just I just seem to think that, that that's really when somebody was writing this originally. I feel like that's what they were thinking about when they did it. Yeah, um, Stanley wanted to make a monster a hero, like kind of like what he did with Iron Man, where he wanted to make an industrial. Where it was hero. a bet. A... I don't know if it was a bet, but it wouldn't surprise me if it were a bet. <laughs> yeah, so it's definitely the problem with a Hulk movie is the Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde aspect of it, because the audience wants to see uh, the Hulk, and the number one thing Bruce Banner doesn't want is the Hulk to come out. Exactly. Yeah, so I think he, that's one of the defi- big... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was saying, that's one of the big problems with the, uh, these movies, is why I think they're not bigger hits. It's a definite is... monster movie. Yeah, yeah. Where we just get so... the monster, like, in little pieces until the end. Yeah, but we're, uh, as a fan, I'm rooting to see the monster. Oh, yeah. Um, unlike, um, you know, the cinematic masterpiece, uh, the Mummy from the 2000s, where everyone's obviously rooting for Brendan Fraser and not for The Mummy. The Mummy was still cool, though. Oh, I love that movie. Right? <laughs> uh, apparently the new one is not any good, by the way. I liked it. I Haven't mean, I didn't it. love it. Yeah. It's 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 worth a watch. Oh, I oh, definitely no, want to see it. I liked, uh, just like Marvel, I like the interconnected universe, so I'm excited to see... If they continue with that, because that movie wasn't a big hit. Yeah, well, they have, what are they? They have the Dracula movie, the Frankenstein movie, and now the Mummy movie, right? Well, the only one that counts in that is the, uh, is the Mummy movie. Like, Frankenstein really? flops. So, yeah. No, so I, Frankenstein, and the Dracula movie yeah, didn't count? The, nope, they're not in the Dark Universe, which is what they're calling that. That doesn't make any sense. Well, no, they just rebooted it. You know, yeah, again, it's I know, but they I feel like they're rebooting it too early. Yeah, and to be I, fair, I didn't see Dracula, but I definitely liked the Frankenstein movie. I like Victor Frankenstein, but not I Frankenstein. And I actually like the Dracula movie. I need to but watch anyway, it. <laughs> this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, not the Dark Universe one. <laughs> <laughs> we get distracted so a easily. Bit, a little bit of a tangent there. 
Yep. So it will um, happen. Yeah. So uh, after um, the flashback Bruce, or yeah, opening after, origin story. <laughs> well, after the origin story, we get to see um, whatever like is like the attack on um, that a Hulk does his first Hulk out from the Hulk's point of view. So we don't actually get to see the Hulk yet. Right. But like, I like it when they do that, where they hold back on the monster for a little bit. It, again, it's a, it's a typical monster movie. We got the same thing out of Godzilla where we didn't see Godzilla until like almost near the end of the movie. Yeah. Which really worked well for mm-hmm. the, uh, for the first time you see the movie, but I rewatched it like right before I saw the new Kong Skull Island and that annoyed the heck out of me. Where, right? like, I just want to see the monster, but, you know. Yeah. Well, w- luckily, we didn't have to wait as long for this movie, because we saw the the Hulk pretty early on in, which was yeah. nice. Yeah. Um. So, I, with my notes, I kind of had a field day with um, all the little flashes of stuff during the opening credits. Mm-hmm. So, we're not going to go through all of it, but um, I like... The sightings and the Hulk, like, around the world from I could see, he started out in Virginia. And somehow, well, Canada's not that hard to understand, but there were sightings in Russia, apparently, as well. Oh, weird. And, yeah. And then uh, they're talking about sightings of what I like, they call him the Green Sasquatch. <laughs> yes. Which, which might be a callback to, uh, I think Wolverine's first appearance was him fighting the Hulk. Is that so in the comics? that took like, yeah, in the comics. That's oh, okay. I was like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, the Hulk, the Hulk versus uh, Wolverine is, like, one of the most famous fights in comic books. That You know, that actually doesn't surprise me. Because the yeah. first thing I remember seeing in Avengers and was going, like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, was the, the fight between Thor and the Hulk. And I was like, wow. I do, I, I do love that scene, and I can't wait to see the rematch in uh, Thor Ragnarok. Right! I'm so excited. Uh, to give our listeners some context, where we are right now... Um, Spider-Man Homecoming premiered last week, yep. but because of our spoiler policy, we're not talking about anything in Spider-Man or Guardians of the Galaxy until they come out on Blu-ray, which would be about a month which, from now for Guardians. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy comes out August 8th. I found the official date. By the way. August 8th for digital, yeah, Blu-ray, August 22nd. Okay. Yeah. So, um, another thing in the, uh, in the credits was uh, our first connections to the greater Marvel Cinematic Universe was um, some requisitions from Stark Industries where he's requesting the sonic cannons that they use right. at, uh, there in the movie. That's the and first tie-in we get. Yep, that, and then right after that, they have a uh, letter um, with a letterhead from Nick Fury. Yes. Which, did yeah. you read that, by the way? Because that also mentioned that he's uh, apparently threat-level red, so he's watch-only. Which actually kind of ties into the Avengers stuff later on when he said, yeah, we never lost sight of you. We've just uh, yeah. been keeping our distance. Or, I guess Black Widow said that. If he's watch-only, then what the heck was Ross doing? He, His own he's thing. Watch, he's watch-only well, for S.H.I.E.L.D., not mm, for the Army. Well, Ross is a dick anyways. I, I agree. Yeah. Well, um... Also, they go through his known associates, mm-hmm. which they have Rick Jones, who is in the comics. He's the kid that Bruce Banner protected from the um, the gamma bomb. Oh, okay. The powers. And then uh, Dr. Samson, who is actually the character that uh, Betty Ross is going to be, is dating later in the movie. Oh, who's also <laughs> so he's kid. dating 
she's dating one of his associates. That that they, they work together in the um at the university. I yep. figure. Yeah. And uh, right. Doc Thompson is a uh, another villain slash hero of the Hulks. So let's get into this, right? Yeah. We're past the opening stuff. Yeah. So we start with what? Him meditating uh, with, at home. Yeah, meditating 158, day, 158 days without incident. Right. Which is also so, the five months since the last time that they also mentioned during the uh, during the opening credits there. Was oh, right I didn't... after. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm wondering is when he's meditating, is he thinking about what we see in the flashback? Because I'm not a big meditator, but I think you're supposed to clear your mind, not yeah, stress right? about everything that happened in the past. Well, if it is, that totally makes sense why his heart beats up in the first scene there. Oh, that's true. I do. I also really love the uh, heart monitor. Right? It gives the audience a real clear picture of when he's in danger of poking out. So I'm actually a little confused about about the heart monitor thing, because yeah. there, there are like multiple times in this movie where they basically make it sound like it's only the heart rate that makes him hulk out. Traditionally, it's, you know, him being angry. Yeah. Uh, I know that anger tends to have a correlation to your heart rate, um, it, especially in a stressful situation, your heart rate will go up. And I figure anger generally comes with a stressful situation. So it makes sense that the heart monitor would help him indicate that. I don't guarantee it helps him indicate it all the time, especially when we get to the Avengers and we see Bruce Banner just go, I'm always angry and then Hulk out. So. All right. Well, I've got a theory, which I will get to in the third part of uh, The Incredible Hulk, about Hulk, uh, how he works out, and stuff to do with that. But, yeah, um, I, it's obviously not only anger that gets him, um, gets him to Hulk out, it's, I think it is his heart rate in this movie, in this version of The Incredible Hulk, Mm -hmm. anyway, because, uh, he obviously, Bruce Banner obviously has some anger problems because I've been angry and I really doubt my heart goes up to 200 beats <laughs> Which um, is not, which is not bad, like it's not um, exceedingly abnormal. I had to look up to that, or look that up. That 200 beats per minute, actually a, a thing. I always assumed under 100. Uh, oh yeah? Yeah, I guess so. So um, next, he, um, he watches, like flips through the mm-hmm. channels, right? Yep, and he skips over things... soccer like a real American. Yes, it's true. <laughs> he also, um, he, uh, the scene of the old TV show where the kid slaps the guy, that's, uh, from a TV show or a movie. I couldn't figure, I can't remember which one it is, but it's from a thing called The Courtship of Eddie's Father. And that's, uh, Bill Bixby, the guy who plays the Incredible Hulk in the 78, uh, Incredible Hulk. Oh, that's, an... show, he plays that's a nice callback. Yeah. So I was looking up, when I looked up that, I looked up a little bit about the casting of Edward Norton, mm-hmm. where Louis Leterrier, who, the director, he originally wanted to cast Mark Ruffalo, but Marvel insisted on casting Norton for more stuff. And they power. were terrible, because so Mark Ruffalo is better. Yeah, I don't know if Mark Ruffalo could have carried a movie like this. Like, he's not the type of, maybe I just don't think of him as a leading man, he's a better supporter. I don't character. know, I, I, don't I like him, so. I guess I'm a little biased. Oh, I, I, no, I love him in um, in the Avengers movies, that, the two Avengers movies mm-hmm. that he's been in. But I don't know if for this style of movie, he's the right person. Right. He would be the right person. 
He also skips uh, Sesame, or he skips to Sesame Street. <laughs> so I figured that's that's probably the best way to learn a different language, other than you know living in the country, which exactly. is what he's doing, is to watch Sesame Street, because that's how I learned American, and it's working out great for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good old Sesame Street. Uh, <laughs> so, um, from there he goes to work, right? No, he makes a stop um, at martial arts, and I'm I'm not familiar with that. I wasn't sure if that was a jujitsu or or what it was exactly. If they ever said uh, it, but yeah, yeah, up next is him, him just trying to. It looks like it's he's just trying to get that control over his anger, just kind of showing he's really trying to control the. Yeah. Hulk. So as someone who's done jujitsu, I don't think that's what it was. Of course, I could be completely wrong, but that's. Well, I don't know. Yeah, the guy who who's teaching him is a man named uh, Rickson mm-hmm. Gracie. And he's known as one of the greatest jujitsu fighters in the oh, world. Okay, so maybe it is, and I'm just wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe he's not teaching jujitsu, but he got they got him because he'd be like a cameo for people who follow that okay. type of thing. Yeah. So it's not indicative of what the actual person does as to what we actually. Do. Yeah, I like I I know I do not know jujitsu. It's fun. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have. Very, very often put people on the ground just with a hand twist because it's entertaining to be like, here, I'll show you something when people ask me about it. And then yeah. then they're on the floor and they're like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, after that, he goes to work. Yes. And he gets bullied in the locker room, just like high school. All but over not again. immediately, because doesn't he, doesn't he cut himself first? He cuts himself when he's pe- fixing the piece. No. He, or am I jumping? He gets, I think you're jumping. He gets bullied first. I have, he flirts and gets bullied. And then after that, he's like, I have a note saying he's great with machines where he fixes Okay, machines. I just, maybe I just missed that. I watched it this time, yeah. so there's that. So, <laughs> <laughs> when he fixed the machine, he, he's one of those Marvel geniuses where he's great at everything. Apparently he's good at um, radiation, learning about radiation. He's also good at machines. He's just one of those all-around well, geniuses that Marvel seems If he's working with radiation, you have to imagine that perhaps he had to make some of his own machinery in order to test what he was testing. So it kind of makes sense that he could handle uh, basic level technology and the fact of running a factory. Yeah, he's probably just doing, you know, like you said, basic level technician stuff. That, I, I guess that would fit. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I feel like, especially like Tony Stark could do that in his sleep. And as far as I know, Bruce Banner and Tony Stark are on the same level of intelligence. No, definitely. They're on the same level of intelligence. But um, recently I was listening to uh, the Cracked podcast mm-hmm. where they're talking to an astronomer. And this astronomer is um, basically, she studies the moons of okay. Jupiter. And they're throwing her, they're throwing her out other information like stuff about Mars and stuff like that. She's like, "Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that." She's just so focused on her one thing in the real world that she doesn't know about all these other parts of space. I can see that. So I'm wondering. Yeah, so I'm just like, in the real world, I would think if you're studying something, you're more specialized. Your knowledge is more specialized than that. And I one agree. Thing. But again, I go back to the fact yeah. that I pro- I figure he's probably had to make some of his own machinery in order to test what he needed to test with the gamma radiation. So if he worked with that sort of machinery, I can't imagine working with some wires is going to be terribly difficult. Yeah, yeah, probably true. Especially since, um, and we're kind of jumping ahead of here, uh, later in the movie we do see him uh, trying to do some some stuff to try and cure himself of his hopeness. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, I mean, he has to kind of make his own stuff. He has to set up some 
some uh, stuff to, to be able to do that. And so there's probably over the years, or I guess five months since his last Hulk out at least, uh, spent some time just trying to uh, maybe get up to speed to learn a little bit about that stuff too. And he's just, you know, kind of making some money off right. of it. Yeah. So when he's fixing the machine, he cuts himself, like yep. Alicia said earlier. And he freaks um, out. But more worryingly to me is the owner of the company does not freak out that there might be blood in right? his Right, and the fact that uh, he knows that the line was kept moving even though he yelled to stop it and he didn't check any of the bottles further down the line and just assumed the spot he found on the on the belt was it kind of irritated me like i get that it makes for a great later scene when we get stan lee but um seriously yeah it's he he seems like a little absent-minded yes. right there to me and again yeah. oh yeah he's really well, freaking he... out he doesn't want to get caught well he also yeah. i think doesn't want ha- anybody else to get injured by it because I imagine he had to do some sort of testing, especially he probably got some rodents or something to see how his blood affected other things. So uh, they go on a lunch break, and the the girl's getting hit on by the guys who who is him creepy, earlier. by the way. Oh yeah, he's super creepy. But I like the line of him uh, almost his uh, motto. <laughs> you wouldn't like, like me when I'm hungry. Like me when I'm hungry. Well, no, th- this is why I was asking earlier. When, when I was asking about it was at the heart rate, because he also says apparently when he's hungry, he uh, he hulks out. Well, basically. no, it was a so, it was a joke. He was mispronouncing. Well, he's le- learning the language and he hasn't quite got it down. So that was a, a testament to him not exactly knowing the language. He, are you I'm sure? positive because he I says I don't know. he I, says later that's not right. He goes, oh wait, that's not right. And then and then yeah, he was trying to say angry. I, I don't know. I went through the whole movie thinking the dude was just always no. hungry, and it kind of fits. I think it fits. Well, there's like I all throughout my notes right here. I have yep. He was hungry. He wanted donuts. Yeah, that's everything. I think I think he they really changed some canon right there. <laughs> well, there is that thing called hangry. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It's like he might just be a hangry person. He's when he's uh, blood sugar's low, he gets angry, and his heart yeah, goes. He hulks out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, exactly. It fits right here. He just said, you wouldn't like me when I'm hungry. They're going out to lunch. He doesn't want this bully guy to stop them from going out to lunch. <laughs> I think it fits. I agree. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you, you you run with that. Oh, I will. I don't want to change Run, force, run. <laughs> so, um, he gets a flower from apparently the black market, right? I'm wondering, did this guy who he's buying the flower from have to go through the same stuff that uh, Bruce Wayne had to do in Batman Begins, where he has to go to the top of the mountain and get a flower to prove himself? Maybe. It just, we is never get really any more information on the flower, though. We don't know where it comes from, what it is, or anything. Yeah. So, hard I, to say. It's just, it's just rare, and it's worth money. I don't know. So, he puts up his satellite so he can link up... What, how did you feel, Al, about this uh, computering montage compared to... I know you weren't thrilled with Iron Man's. <laughs> uh, you know, the stuff in this was actually a little bit better because they they just kind of don't... They don't make things up. Like, this was just, you know, text on a screen. Oh, yeah, perfect. That's exactly how, how that kind of stuff actually mm-hmm. is. So that yeah. that's actually, you know, closer accuracy to, to real life. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Now, like, um... Let's talk about his code name. <laughs> Don't you think Mr. Green's a little on the nose right? for 
someone who's trying to like stay under the radar. It, it definitely was it, very obvious as to what he is. If anybody really, really thought about it, which I get is probably a nod to the audience, but it was still if you're that person, there's no way you would name yourself that. Yeah, I mean, I name myself like Captain Hammer or something like that. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's a handful of other people who could be going by the name Mr. Green. I mean, you've got Kermit the Frog, Tommy Oliver, a handful of Yoda. other people who might take that name. Yeah, if, if it was Yoda, it would be Green Mr. Right, so but guess. if you're Mr. Green and you have a problem with radiation poisoning, it's kind of a dead giveaway. And and you turn into a giant right? exactly. monster. So, uh, yeah. so we get through that and he tests the stuff he gets and it's with a science montage but it doesn't work like it seems to work at first so i wonder he says use the highest high high dosage but i wonder if it would have worked better if he had more of those flowers yeah possibly or whatever the ingredient in the flowers. yeah but it seems because it seems to work at first it gives it gives it like almost a whole 30 seconds of where it's like Hey, all the blood cells turn back to normal, and then they super rage out. So, yeah. Hulk out, yeah. And who upset that blood? Because that blood seemed pretty slow. It wasn't at two and a half. I was wondering that too. If he had to do something to it, like stab it with the the wire, maybe or it just wasn't me. Poke it in maybe the it eye. wasn't happy being squished under the other side of glass. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Or being away from all his blood friends. He could have starved it, made it hungry. <laughs> Mr. Blue asks uh, Mr. Green for a blood sample. And as someone who was so freaking out about one drop of blood, I think sending blood through the mail is actually a terrible idea. Um, it's actually not all that uncommon. Uh, when I worked for UPS, uh, I had a lot of people that would send things through the mail, such as that. Stuff that is... Uh, either biological hazard or other things. Oh, you need to have uh, proper paperwork for it. But yeah, we had we had strange things get sent through the mail. I'll tell you what. Well, that did did Bruce Banner have the proper paperwork? Different country, different paperwork across. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I'm like I, I don't know how the mail system works. I would think sending them across uh, national lines would. You'd be surprised. Uh, raise some red flags. Yeah, raise That's why we have customs. <laughs> he also, yeah, I mean, so, he also could have just lied about it too, right? No, no, there's ice in there. That's why it's so cold. It's not blood. Uh, oh, you didn't say blood? Whoops. <laughs> Don't open that. It's not blood, I swear. It's, it's definitely not. Why, why are all the vampires around? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Oh, have there ever been a comic where, like, a vampire from Blade sucks Bruce Banner's blood? I feel like that would be really interesting. Right? <laughs> I have no idea, but it's been a few decades, maybe. Yeah, I know She-Hulk got her powers from uh, blood transfusion from uh, Banner. So, it would make Hulk vampires. Or something like that. Huh. That would... It would make so, Hulk vampires. That's okay. That's a... Oh, that's a terrible image. No. <laughs> Hulk vampires? They're already hard enough to kill. <laughs> I know, right? And the Hulk's really right? hard to kill. So now, uh, we go to the saddest part of the movie, where uh, Bruce Banner's blood kills right. Stanley. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. 
just like... <laughs> but that the killing of Stan Lee is what leads General Ross him. They they find out where the bottles the the bottles are uh, made or whatever, uh, and they basically track him right there, which is kind of ridiculous, I have to say. Yeah, well, it makes sense if they're searching for any type of gamma stuff. Right, but they they yeah. just immediately assume he's there, which I understand, but I feel like they would have done some more reconnaissance first. Well, that's yeah. actually what they what they are going to do. We're kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but they say this is a reconnaissance-only thing, and then they change it, actually, yeah. which was interesting. Yeah, well, if it's a reconnaissance-only, why were they showing up with guns that were literally there to take them out? Like, I get that they want to be prepared, but I feel like it was a little overkill if they were just supposed to be being like, hey, is he here sort of thing. I feel like they would have been better off sending somebody into the plant that knew what he looked like or had a picture of him and then having them work there and see what happened. Yeah. Well, also, they get someone from, uh, like, Britain military to be with them. You don't do that just for... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, they had a whole part part of that scene was just talking about how much of a badass he is. Right? Again, overkill. Emil Blonsky. Yeah, who in Emil Blonsky in the comics is from Russia, which is why they had to do his backstory where he was born in Russia, then he went to Britain. Because you're not going to turn down, in my opinion, you're not going to turn down Tim Roth if he's coming in for a super. Oh, God, no. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm like, uh, Tim Roth, most people know from like Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs, but I love his roles, usually, and this included. So um, they're on their way to Brazil, and Tim Roth asks if he's a fighter. Which is, I for me, and I'm not in the military. I feel like that might be a red flag because aren't isn't your goal to avoid the fight? Well, I mean, it, maybe it depends, right? I, I mean, I I have no idea what he's you know trying to do, but um, you know, maybe maybe he just knows like, all right, well, we're we're trying to avoid the fight, but if that doesn't happen. How much is this guy going to throw at us, pretty much, right? Right, but I feel like for that, Ross should have let the people know what potentially they were dealing with. He's sending them in after the Hulk, basically blind, uh, with tranquilizers and the orders to fire if necessary. Um, I'm sorry, you should automatically assume that's necessary, and he should have pumped those tranquilizers with as much, as high as they could possibly go. Yeah, well, they don't want to kill Bruce Banner because they want... His stuff, but I agree that they a hundred percent should have told him about the what would happen if this guy runs. Exactly, which he knows he knows about him hulking out. He's seen mm-hmm. it before. Oh yeah, although he did say that their mission was to just you know bag him and tag him. I don't know if he used that phrase, but it was just trank him as soon as you can. Yeah. So apparently, Mister Blue found a cure. So how long is this since he mailed the stuff in? Oh, it's got to be at least a couple days. They can't transport that guy from Britain in. Like, I, I get they can t- transport him in, like, in a day. But you have to remember that somebody had to call in favors in order to get that. So I would I would say at the most a week, but probably a couple days. Well, we we also kind of have two line, or two two timelines going on, right? Because, I mean, when, when Banner lost his blood and... Um, that went into a bottle, and then that bottle got sold. Like, how long until that bottle actually gets bought and then drank by someone? You could say, you know, a week, a month. I have no idea how long those things actually kind of stick around. I'd say a month, because you have to remember they have to get bottled, they have to get packaged, they have to get uh, inspected. 
and then they get shipped out from Brazil. And I don't, where did, do you remember where they said Stan Lee was? Because I know they specified well, um, where he was. Yeah, I can't remember. Okay. Well, either way, um, I think he was in the United States, which, okay, fine. But you, they probably from Brazil got transported to a warehouse and then they had to get to that specific bottle. So even if that was specific bottle was one of the first that were shipped out to whatever store, I'd still say probably a month. So he had some lead time, assuming that that same day he tried to cure himself and then mailed out some sure. blood. That could have worked out. Those timelines. That makes fit. sense. Where, uh, Mr. Blue needs more data, and all his data's in America. Yes. So, I I understand him wanting to protect everybody, but wouldn't it... No, I was thinking, wouldn't it just be better for him to contact uh, Betty Ross on the same type of... You have to assume she uh, has in, it, and the... Encrypted. Yeah, the problem with that one, I think, is you have to assume she has it, which she probably has access to it, but you have to remember her father's a general and he knows that Bruce Banner likes Betty Ross so he would be watching for any sort of contact to her on such a thing. I feel like that would have led Ross to uh, Bruce Banner way faster than what he's doing. Yeah, possibly. Well, he could have used a different uh, a different name like Captain Hammond. Yeah, but if somebody's asking about radiation, again, it still seems very, very obvious. Especially if Ross is looking for that sort of thing. So, so we get to the soldiers yeah. basically finding his house. And did they shoot the dog or they tranquilize that dog? They tranked, but they tranked two dogs, actually. They tranked the dog before his dog. Right. But he, they tranked it with human levels of tranquilizer. So, so that dog is dead, right? They killed a dog. Good chance those dogs are dead. Oh, that is terrible. Yeah. Which shows you how bad these bad guys really are. It makes people want to hate them at that point. Sort yeah. Of so, like, definitely. They um use a little, uh, that camera on the end of uh, the wire end of the, um, I don't know what it's called. It's like a snake. It's yeah, like snake for camera. what you have to do when you're sneaking your freaking toilets or something. Yeah, well, I feel like they need to hook up a shield because shield has much better tech than this. Right? Yeah. And, and they were asking Stark for tech. Why didn't they get something for that? Exactly. And they're, they're in contact with S.H.I.E.L.D. because they have letters from Nick Fury. That's exactly true. Yeah. So we get to that. They blow up the door to get into the room, don't find him, and then they go searching the streets and they do find him. And he ends up running and crashing into the bullies who then chase him to the factory. Mm-hmm. And we get so there. Yeah, so so they they chase him for like a day. Did did you notice? Because when it starts, it was nighttime. Then he gets chased through some areas, and he uh, disrupts a, a child soccer game <laughs> like a real American. And at that point, it's kind of morning time. Then he's being chased some more, and then it's a bit more lightish. But then it becomes obviously right. dark. So he was being chased from night until nighttime is kind of what it looked like. So probably evening to nighttime. And I don't know how close to the evening and sunsetting we were, but probably, I don't feel like he was chased that long. Probably I'd say mo most in half an hour to an hour for that. So he had to be close to sunset because we never get a direct yeah, correlation for what time of the day it is. Yeah. That's true. I mean, I've seen, I've seen children's game go pretty late into the dark. We have a, park next to where I live and we have softball games out there that 
start in the middle of the afternoon and aren't done until late, so. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering, how fast is his heart beating when he's running like that and parkouring through the um, the houses and stuff? I feel like... Probably if, at least 160. Yeah, I feel like if he's gets up to 200 just being angry, he's. I feel like his blood is pumping a lot faster than just being angry. Um, well, unless he has, you know, breathtaking rage issues, which he does. Well, um, I know you can regulate at least part of it when you're doing exercise, especially if you're doing exercise regularly, let's face it, especially in the first scene. It looks like he is, because he's pretty well toned up, so I feel like perhaps he's good on that front. It might be a little higher due to the stress of the fact that he is running away from people, but I don't feel like his heart rate would have accelerated super much. So, um, I got a question about, uh, generals going on missions. Does that yes. happen a lot? Do are, Aren't they usually in, like, um, command centers or somewhere else? I would think. Yes and no. Uh... He probably, generally, he would be in a command center of some sort, but he also has a personal vendetta, so I think that gives him a little bit of leeway to stick himself on the ground. So, is it like um, traditional classic Star Trek, where you know how Spock would always tell Kirk not to go, but Kirk would just go anyway? Does um, Ross have a, a assistant who's telling him not to do these things, and he just goes and does it anyway? Probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, when you have that much power, you just don't really care. I want to do this thing. I guess I'm going to do it. Yeah, that's true. Well, it is Ross. Wait, what was that? Yeah, I don't like that man. Yeah. So, um, like we said earlier, the of course he runs into the bullies that were bugging him and the girl earlier. Right. And they le- leads him into the factory where the people follow him. And then we get them beating him up to the point where we get the Hulk. Yay, Hulk! <laughs> <laughs> So after running for a, a full day, he's finally hungry enough to become the Hulk. <laughs> and then, just like our Iron Man and Iron Monger, he hides in the shadows, too. Well, yes. I figured that was Bruce Banner trying to basically be like, I'm running away, but he doesn't get very far with the Hulk. No. I feel like when you transform, like when you're in the transformation process, you can't move very quickly. I think you're so... He seems to be in pain usually when he hulks out. Like, it, it hurts the Hulk out. I think it hurts because well, in, he's trying to fight it. Well, yeah. You know, you know in, in later scenes where they kind of show him hulking out and doing that transformation process, it's it kind of looks like the, the quintessential human transforming into a werewolf process. In every other movie involving a werewolf, there's always that, and it, like, takes a, a minute, takes some time, and it kind of looked like the same mm-hmm. concept. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. So we get the him transforming, and he kills at least one person, right? I, I took a count. In this battle, we see him kill seven people. Holy cow! <laughs> yeah, I have I have little tally marks on the side of my um my notes. Yeah, he, he kills, uh, that we see, he kills seven people. He might have killed more, especially in such a small area as that. Um. I think they're called favelas in Brazil. Those houses, those apartments and houses on top of other houses. Right. Which really makes me wonder, why did a Banner choose to live there anyway? Where someplace that's so densely populated. Um, I think it was because it was more, I, I don't understand the densely populated one. But I feel like it's because it's out of the way and not many people would think to look for him there because it is so densely populated. Yeah, that's true. 
That's a good point. Hiding in plain sight, kind of, even though it's nowhere near plain right. sight. And, and he's got the element of the fact that he is living near at least a forested area, probably more jungled. So it's it didn't seem like it was that far away from where he was living. Yeah. So um, so you're a soldier, and you're going up against this scientist who giant who turns into a giant bulletproof monster. Right, who has no problem smacking you. Yeah. How long do you keep shooting with bullets bouncing off this thing before you just run yourself? Oh, you don't. You get. You find out bullets bounce off, you turn around and book yeah. it. Do not stay there. Because they use a lot of ammunition and um, a lot of syringes because they, try, they still try to tranquilize them at the beginning. Right, and how much do those cost per unit? Seriously. I don't know. And basically, mean, syringes that can fire out of a out of a gun at that speed. I'm sure, sorry, but I think normal glass would break. I think so too. But we're in a world where vibranium's a thing, even though it's not common. And there's like all this te- this um Stark tech. So I think they might have de- developed something that strong and still. Fair enough. Yeah, it's all plexiglass. So that makes sense, but. You know, when when you think about it, in every video game, when you get to the boss that you can't hit normally, there's always a specific way you need to beat them. And maybe that's what the soldiers were thinking. Oh, maybe I need to aim for yeah. this part. It, you know, it seemed like they were aiming for the same part, times. though. The Hulk goes down if you hit him in the back of the ear or something like that. <laughs> Everyone has an Achilles ankle. Or Achilles back of the ear. <laughs> Heel or an Achilles heel, you know. Some or some t- people have the ankle, some people have the All heel. Right. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know. I know which one belongs to Achilles. It's his heel, but other people might have other Achilles body parts. That's fair. All right, so we get back to U.S. Right, and the 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 badass guy basically takes Ross to school, being be like, "What the heck were you doing? Why didn't you tell us about this?" Uh, there was there was one scene in between. Oh actually. yeah, exactly. So so that that fight, yeah. So that fight ends with Hulk smashing through the wall like like the Kool Aid Man. <laughs> and then, yeah. 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 <laughs> so then then in the next scene, um, they're they're going through his apartment, just kind of looking for for all of his stuff, uh, just trying to see, you know, try to, you know, grab grab any kind of information they can about the guy. Um, to see where he might be heading and all of that, and there's like a little bit of uh, yelling, but yeah, it's the 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 soldier badass guy um, yeah, complaining to Ross is is there. That's that's still out right. there. Yeah, I didn't I didn't catch his name, so throughout all of my notes, I just wrote down the badass guy. <laughs> yeah, his name is uh, he's from the comics. His name's Emil Blonsky. Okay, uh, but yeah, they do get his backpack asked, though, with the laptop I mean, in it, right? Yeah, that's true. But since it's all um. All his communications were encrypted. There's no way to find it's out the what he was talking about. They're going to figure it out. Well, they don't, though. They figure it out later. They don't use the backpack anyway. They figure it out later. But um, I love how uh, Blonsky goes, um, like, what happened to Banner or what was that thing? And then Ross goes, that was Banner. Yep. And he says, you got to explain that to me. And he's like, no, I don't. And like... I would be like, yeah, you, yes, do, you do, or I'm going home. I'm here by <laughs> invitation only, and I can turn you down. I'm going back away. You're not paying me enough for this. Yeah, 
You can't you can't say that giant green monster was this meek little guy I chased for the first twenty four hours of the day, right? <laughs> and not explain yourself. This also shows us how much of of a bad guy Ross is, because it also completely ruins uh, Bruce Banner's secret identity as the Hulk. Right. Well, remember, Marvel doesn't do secret identities, so because of bad guys like Ross, exactly <laughs> horrible. Yeah, exactly. Ross <laughs> So Banner wakes up in Guatemala, and I searched how long, because he starts out in Rio, and just uh, over the border of Guatemala, it's 4,152 miles. Holy cow. Yeah. Which is 6,687 kilometers to those of you in other countries. Yeah. I bet it is. (laughs) (laughs) We're American. We apologize. Um, (laughs) But... That's a lot. And I do know that we do, at least in the Avengers, that he can travel a good distance by leaping. So I wonder how much of that was that. How much of it was him just just, jumping away? Just jumping away. I'm I'm getting out of here. I'm running. I'm doing whatever I can. Because unless unless the Hulk kind of passed out and put Bruce Banner on a train or something, there's no reason for him to wake up in Guatemala. Unless he was running the whole way. Well, yeah, I kind of want to know more about his journey, right? Is he just kind of jumping around? Oh, that's a gorilla. Hulk stronger than gorilla. <laughs> and then Hulk fights it, and then he kind of moves on. Gorillas are from Africa, so that would be really surprising. Well, also, did he travel that distance super- in one day? Because I want to know if that's like a well, long distance run for him and he has trouble with it, or if that's like a, oh, whatever. Because if that's so, he could... If it's a light run or something, he could basically get around the planet in like a day, which is ridiculous. Yeah, well, later in the movie, it shows him showing up in America, uh-huh. and it's been 17 days without incident. So it takes him 17 days to get to Guatemala, or from that from that incident. We don't know oh, how long he was. So involved, I thought but... I thought it woke up. He woke up. Okay, so it could have been 17 days. Is about right. Well, 17 days from when he wakes up. To him getting back to America. Oh, okay. So he w- he did wake up in Guatemala, right? Yeah, he did wake up oh, in Guatemala. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's baffling. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so he gets back to the U.S. But before that, we have Ross and the team land back in the U.S.? Yeah. Um, Ross giving an expedition dump about um, what Banner was doing and why he escaped. Expedition. So Banner was... What was that? I said, woo, expedition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he Banner thought he was working on radiation resistance, but what he was really working on was a super soldier serum. Da 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 da. Throwback, or at least not yet, but it sets it up for later movies. Yeah, throw forward. Throw forward slash throwback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So we get back to the U.S. Yeah. Well, they show him going through Mexico, and um, they have the sad music from the 1978 uh. Incredible Hulk TV show. And um, he buys some new clothes where he kind of uses this uh, woman to see if the Hulk's going to fit in those pants. <laughs> <laughs> and I I feel like the Hulk is much bigger than that woman. Right. But can we talk about those pants? Those pants are amazing. <laughs> those pants. Well, he, he asked for more stretchy, too, right? So Not, it's, you know, they were big, but they uh, see. See, <laughs> they're magic. I'm going yeah. with their magic. It's like a bag of holding. Oh yeah, because, pants. 
Yeah, in um, Ang Lee's Hulk, his pants ripped off. He was a naked Hulk. You saw his butt a lot. Woohoo! And uh, <laughs> you know what? If you like that, that green butt, more power to you. <laughs> but, no, actually. Um, <laughs> I feel like Marvel, who's trying to be a little less serious and more, a little more kid-friendly than Ang Lee was trying to be, Magic Pants is something you need for this movie. Right. Where the pants don't rip off, no matter how Hulk Well, we do get that, uh, we do get the pants rip off later in the Avengers. We know that when, uh, Bruce Banner lands after being tossed out of the helicarrier, he's definitely, uh, got nothing on. Well, yeah, my theory is when he shrinks back the banner size, they fall off, but you never see a Hulk butt. Fair enough. In that one. Yeah. So, um, the last thing they talk about is they go back to Ross and Blonsky, and they talk about why he isn't the commander and he's been in the army for X amount of years, and they talk about how it ages him, where supposedly um, Blonsky's 39 years old in this, where in real life, um, in real life, Roth was 47. Oh, okay. So, yeah. He does look a little older than he says. <laughs> <laughs> it's all that smoking. Alright, and then uh, next he shows up back in America, which we will be covering in part two mm-hmm. of The Incredible Hulk. And that concludes this episode. Uh, uh, so please uh, give us a positive review on iTunes, or if you feel negatively about us, just keep it to yourself. Alright, this was the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Rewind for The Incredible Hulk Part 1. Signing off. Have an incredible day. Dr. Banner, melted by down.